0: This podcast is brought to you by Always, Secret, Venus, and Walmart. Welcome to the Hungry Hearts podcast, a place for all of us to come and feed our souls. Hey, everybody, so glad you're with us for another episode of Hungry Hearts. I'm your host, Amina Brown, and today we're talking about partnership. Whether it's a life partner or a partner in the professional sense, what does it look like to be in a healthy partnership? Well, in order for us to be in a healthy partnership, it means each partner has to also do their own work to be healthy, right? We know that's true but also means when you're in a healthy partnership, you have to be willing to lead and you have to be willing to follow and you have to know when to do which one, right? It's also going to be about communication. You can't be in a healthy partnership if you can't say what you need. If you can't hear it when the other person tells you what they need, and it's not even just about how we listen to what the other person says they need, but also are we willing to take action on that? Are we willing to do our part as well in making sure that our partner uh, feels heard and understood and known? It's about a balance of learning to trust and be vulnerable and develop boundaries and ask for help. All things that are easy for me to say right now while I'm talking to you all in our podcast living room, but we know are a lot harder to do uh, when we're in a relationship or in a personal or professional relationship. In this episode, we're going to hear from two people who are really demonstrating to us what a healthy partnership can look like. Not only are Michael and Tanya Trotter a beautiful married couple, they also perform as a duo under the name The War and Treaty. Michael is an Iraq War veteran, and through the songs that The War and Treaty perform and write together, you will hear a lot of this journey of his experiences and their experiences as a couple uh, walking through how to have a healthy partnership and they just make really good music together. <laughs> I mean, music that just makes you feel even more alive after hearing it. So let's listen in on Michael and Tanya as they give us a little window into their lives behind and beyond the music, how music brought them together and also showed them both a path to healing and wholeness. <laughs>
1: How we how we got together, uh, deciding to sing together. A friend of ours heard us singing together. <laughs> uh, my brother actually uh, is a singer as well, and we were supposed to do a project together. And Michael was doing the writing for it, and he couldn't make it to one of the rehearsals. And so Michael added his voice to it, and we we listened to it on wax first. I said wax, I'm old school. On CD verse. and then. Um, She'd heard us sing together, and she was like, you know, what you all do individually, you know, he was a solo artist and I was a solo artist. It's great, but when you do it together, you know, it's like this magic, and we were just like, really? We were oblivious to it because- No,
2: you considered me an artist.
1: Sorry. So that that, that detours me into what it's like singing together (laughs) and working together. Michael's crazy. (laughs) I just never knew. I just never knew that you saw me as an equal. I literally, when I first heard him sing, I ran out, I was just telling our tour manager, Terrell, today, I ran out in high heel shoes in the middle of a field and bought five CDs and I was just running around like, you gotta listen to it, you gotta listen to it. And this was his solo project. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it just has done so much for our marriage you know, and our friendship and uh, musical taste. I've kind of learned, I know what my strengths are and what my weaknesses are, and he's really helped me uh, not just grow as an artist, but grow as a, a human being and as a person. I
2: think the biggest difference between being a solo artist and being in a duo or a band is uh, selflessness. You definitely have to make sure that uh, you remember that it's two of you and not just one. You know, as a solo artist, you have a lot of freedoms and liberties to kind of do whatever the heck you want to do. But as a duo, you know, uh, you have to find your freedom in your partner, you know, and vice versa. And and we've learned, you know, we've learned to do that. We've learned to find lanes within each other, to travel together, you know. We just know how to instinctively go with one another and we trust each other, you know, Mm -hmm. and, we find out if, if we're right or wrong a lot of times, you know. And I'm talking about our marriage. I'm not talking about singing anymore. What happened? Yeah, you just, just shifted. Never mind. Something happened. No. <laughs> no, seriously. And then that's what happens. You realize that it's not just your talent and gift anymore. It's your entire life. You're like, wow, I have found freedom in you. I found my, my, my freedom. I found my hope, my joy. I found my instinct that I was lacking. I found in the areas where I didn't trust myself, I found it in you. I didn't even know you had that piece of me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I, I, I feel, especially uh, singing with my wife. I found a deeper sense of my manhood. Like I found out that I, I'm capable of listening. I'm capable of following. I'm capable of letting her lead me. I'm capable of these things. And wow, I do it pretty damn good. Yeah, you do. It's changed my life uh, emotionally completely. You know, because what my wife did not say is when she found me, when we met each other, I was a homeless vet. Uh, And I was just completely lost. You know, I remember a conversation we were having. and I was like, hey, uh, don't love me. Don't, don't fall for me. I'm not the one you fall in love with. You know, I'm just the one you write a song with or about, but don't, don't do that. That look in your eye, that, that thing that you have. Don't, don't let that thing be for me because I'm nobody. I have nothing. Now I know I'm supposed to be somebody, but right now I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. You know, and my stats said nothing. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a home. All I had was debt, failures, mistakes, and pain. And as a male, you know, I, I didn't even have the one thing that we try to hold on to, and that's pride. I didn't have that. I was just like, I got literally nothing. And then she says to me, "Cool." Now let me tell you what I see. And she's like, I see a king. You just need the right kind of queen in your life.
1: He was vulnerable. I mean, and he was honest. And those were the two key traits in a human being that was most attractive. And then he was funny, his nice brown eyes and curly hair. And he told the best (laughs) jokes. He's so funny, and um, you know, I just, just fell in love with him. His heart beats like mine. We care about the same things. We love the world the same way. We love our families and people around us the same
2: way. And it began there, allowing someone else to tell me what they saw. And it'd be something beautiful. It'd be something that I never saw in myself. And that's where it all begins to change. Because I was trained to be quiet. In fact, my wife didn't find out until uh, the third year of us knowing one another that I had even went to war, that I was even a military veteran. Uh, I was trained to not share that information because no one cares. That's why you're homeless in the first place, right? That's why um, we have homeless veterans, and because no one really cares. So that's the thought behind it all. And when you sit in the thought of no one cares, that eats and that eats and that eats until finally you're, you just want to die. You want to give up. But my wife, uh, she starts seeing some things. One Fourth of July uh, in Detroit. It's ironic, we're in Michigan right now in Detroit. Detroit just has this weird thing to where on the 4th of July, it's not just shooting. It sounds like bombs. It sounds like explosions. And, you know, my wife sees me diving under our bed and yelling, take cover and losing it. And, you know, and she's finally like, okay, I can't take this anymore. You've got to tell me. You've got to tell me your story. What's going on? And that was the first time anyone even asked me. I went through war, three and a half years of war. I have never even gotten a letter from anyone, a care package, nothing. No one cared. I didn't get a send off. I didn't get a welcome home, nothing. So she was the first person to ever even ask me, what's wrong with you? And that just opened the door And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna tell you my secret. My secret is I'm a veteran, but I'm not just a veteran. I am a war vet. I've seen some things. So, you know, my responsibility now is to go around and tell veterans love is still out there for us. People do care, man, they do care. They do care about the military sexual trauma that's happening to the women in the military. They do care about um, how it's a joke, the Dear John letters, those are jokes, but that's real. People are losing their marriages. People are losing their lives. People are committing suicide. And it's because people like me won't talk. It's because people like me won't share the stories because people like me don't believe that no one cares and no one will even listen. And that's not true now, is it? Or we wouldn't even be here together Life, and that's what I'm talking about. It's a funny thing when you connect because it gives people the strength, the guts, the courage to say you are not alone. And you you're standing up there on that stage, giving it your all, and it's taking everything in them to sit there and listen to it. And now they're charged up. That's been the response. The response has been, you moved me. You know, our fans are reaching out today. Before we got here, we went uh, because a fan really begged us, asked us to come and sing to uh, their loved one who was in the hospital. And we did simply because we're connecting. This isn't a viral thing. This isn't an internet thing. This is a humanity thing. And we have to touch one another. And that has been response. The response is we're touching lives, we're touching hearts, and we're changing people's world one world at a time. And that's what it's all about. Right? That's it. Okay.
1: You know, I said earlier to, um, to Michael that, you know, there's a song that's, very popular, like a bridge over troubled waters. And most people think of it, you know, when you think of the visual of it, you're thinking of a bridge and there's water under it. But I believe that, you know, my gift is, and my gift to him is being that bridge over troubled water. Mm -hmm. And because I was at a place where with my own therapy and healing and going through my own evolution, I was able to be open to all of his pain and take it in like it was my own pain and now he's across that bridge and other people are getting the benefit of seeing what I saw in private, the tears and the, you know, all the stuff we had to go through as a family with PTSD. Uh, and I get to be the support for him still. You know, every day is not uh, easy. He is a miracle, really, to be honest, for him to be able to sit up here and write his stories and, um, and, and just push through it. Some days I, I see it where I know it's hard for him to do it. It's been a, a blessing. And it's been uh, an honor to be able to serve him, not just as his wife, but as his friend and as his bridge.
2: But it's not even Mm -hmm. just just that. I mean, to know that, again, when I talk about the connection, like, and then we have to get to her pain. Mm -hmm. We have to get to her story. We have to get to her healing. We have to get to We can't glance over the fact that I'm her fourth husband. Mm -hmm. We can't glance over the fact that she, too, had a career. We can't gloss on the fact that she did her first tour on crutches from first husband. You know, like there's so many stories within a story, within a story to show the connection, yeah. the human connection and how we're all the same. And then, you know, you get uh, women who are, who, you know, like a woman's job is so funny because you think a woman's job is, well, you're the pain bearer yeah you're the one to carry you know in Italian, That's normal you, of course you're supposed to be supporting your husband and hearing his pains you got to get him healed mm-hmm. you got to get him there but the selfish side of being in pain is when you don't allow someone else's pain Same. to connect with yours yeah. and as a male and as her husband i have to fight every single day to remind myself that it's not just about my pain it's Mm -hmm. not just about you know the fact that i have ptsd from my struggles or my war sometimes tanya doesn't want to talk to me sometimes you know she is having a bad day and she's losing it about her losing something Mm -hmm. and i have to realize it's not about her misplacing her wallet it's about all she's lost in her life and it's also about the triumphant story of her that she has enough in her heart to still try again yeah to still want to love mm-hmm. to still uh, want to be married to a husband you know yeah.
1: and it's and it took work you know it took my own work internal work to get to a point where you just don't give up on people and love and it also takes an enormous amount of self-care that a lot of women kind of reject when they have children and husbands and things like that you have to take care of yourself You know, i would be no good to him if i didn't do the work on myself every day, That's you know. Why those I get up. So yeah, <laughs> I get up every morning, and I, I, you know, I try to work out, and I try to, you know, meditate, and I try to relieve myself so that I can feel good about myself. Or you become bitter and angry, and you know, you don't want to do it anymore because you're not taking care of you. You're the front line in order for it to even reach him,
2: you know. Yeah, I want to correct something I said. You know, it's so funny because we, oh, she, she, yeah. is having a bad day. She's having a bad day. No. She's having a day where she's showing you she's human. Yeah. He's having a bad day. No, he's showing you where he's human. They're showing you their pain, what makes them them, you know? So, yeah. That's the human experience.
1: Yeah. You know, exchanging pain, exchanging joy, exchanging love. Exchanging stories. Exchanging stories. That's the experience. Yep. You know?
2: Together. Yeah. Live.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, every time
0: Michael and Tanya talk, I I just want to stand up and clap immediately. I want to clap right away. I know some of y'all are listening to this in your car or at work, and you might not be able to stand up and do an ovation, but just, just do an ovation in the ways you can because they always make me feel like that anytime I get a chance to hear their music and their story. I love how Michael talked about how having a partner you can share your secret with is important. I think it's interesting that he didn't say secrets. He said secret. What's that one thing that you rarely tell anyone? Maybe that story in your life that may be painful or embarrassing or super vulnerable to tell. We need people in our lives that can hear our raw secrets, love us in the face of that secret, and keep our secrets safe. Michael and Tanya remind us that in order to experience love fully, We have to be willing to let people into our lives. We have to be willing to take the risk of being vulnerable, of finding healthy ways to be a partner and a friend. We're not meant to walk through this life alone. We need community. We need friends. We need each other. I hope that here in our podcast living room, you know that wherever you are in your life right now, whatever your story has been, that you're not alone. We're here with you, too. We're back next week to talk about anger and compassion with author, pastor, and all-around badass Nadia Bolts Weber. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can check us out on all the socials at Together Live Events, and you can say hey to me at B E E. On this episode of Hungry Hearts, you heard from Michael and Tanya Trotter and me, I'm Amina Brown. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, Always, Secret, Venus, and Walmart.